Now we're getting to the bottom of everything. It's time for Mother Angelica. I mean, that's awesome. Answering the call. Answering the call. This world is no place for Catholic chickens. Answering the call. You call that a failure? I call it a great success. Here's Father Joseph and Doug Keck. Welcome to Mother Angelica Answering the Call, where the truth is never on hold. I'm Doug Keck, here with our chaplain, Father Joseph Mary Wolf, as we listen to Mother take on some questions from her classic television program that she hosted back in the 80s and the 90s. Always great to be with you again, Father. And you too, and Mother, one of her important points she liked to make was that even with our, our faults, we are called to be saints. And she was not happy you know, if it was presented that we could never become saints because we have particular faults. Absolutely. Thank goodness for that. And our other topics are Lady is Generous, of course. Lord is my shepherd. Is your scapular better than mine? That one's worth Hearing, but let's get back to the three faults of James and John. A lot of people think, and Mother used to point mm-hmm. out, uh, th- that whole idea that the saints uh, made a lot of mistakes. The apostles uh, were interesting people. And that's the very means by which we are to grow in holiness. That, yes, we confront our own fallen nature at times, and sometimes it's stronger than others. Uh, the devil, the world, and our own weakness— And yet, that very battle, that very struggle is going to be the means by which God's grace can grow in us, and we become stronger through his grace. And it's great, because this this is really emblematic of Mother and her style, because she talks about, you know, her own description of, uh, you know, thinking maybe some of the apostles (laughs) thought the other apostles were a little bit wacko, uh, (laughs) or that they could be a little bit chicken. Uh, Mm -hmm. So only Mother could say it that way. (laughs) And she talks about, you know, the healing power of the sacrament of confession. And I've experienced that, of course, as both a recipient and one who dispenses the sacramental graces and the sacrament of confession. It really does bring us a restoration of peace in a soul that's been disturbed by sin. And so Mother's encouraging this person, go to confession, receive those graces that God wants to give you. There's a great line in here, too, where Mother talks about that sometimes she dreams of herself having <laughs> patience. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was something that she openly struggled with, you know, and she talked about it often openly to the people. I think it gave people courage, you know. It gave me courage to have Mother uh, present the fact that she struggled with different things, and yet she never got discouraged. She always looked to the Lord, and he always gave her strength and healing, and she could begin again. Absolutely. And she was always excellent in pointing out that uh, people weren't plaster parents saints. They were real people, <laughs> and that gave us hope. And so let's see what she has to say about the three faults of James and John. We have a call. Hello? Hello. Where are you from? I'm from Orlando, Florida, Mother. My name is Leslie. Wonderful. What is your what is your your question? Well, I, I have a statement. I'm first of all very privileged to have the Blessed Sacrament exposed in our church 24 hours a day mm-hmm. from now into eternity. And every time I go before the Blessed Sacrament, which is several times a week, your name is first that <laughs> I whisper to him. Thank you. We love you. Mother, you had said earlier um, that all the apostles had tremendous faults, or a lot of faults. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, St. John the Beloved, 
which fault did he have? Was he maybe, <laughs> was he a shirt? <laughs> maybe that he was so loved? You know, he had a couple of biggies. <laughs> One time they went into a city and the city did not accept the Lord. So he goes up to Jesus and he says, Lord, shall we call down fire from heaven and consume all these miserable people? <laughs> he didn't have power to do that. You know what our Lord said to him? Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. That's what he said to him. You don't know what you're talking about. Ah, John and James. Let's put James in with John. They're looking at all these apostles and they're thinking, this is my rendition. Now, you're not going to find this in Scripture. <laughs> I, I've got to make this up, but it'll give you an idea because these were men. Men <laughs> are men. So, I can see James and John looking around at Peter and, and they're saying to themselves, you know, some of these are wackos. We need to be right next to our Lord in his kingdom. They don't know what they're doing. Now, neither one of them had the humility to ask. So they go to their mother. Chicken. And they say, you go and ask him if we can be one on the right and one on the left. Now, the mother goes. She said, Lord, he said, what can I do for you? She said, Lord, Grant that my two sons may be one on your right and one on your left. And they're looking so nice, you know, like, ah. <laughs> and the Lord said, well, it's not for me to give. What a disappointment, huh? It's not for me to give. The Father has chosen the one on my right and my left. And then he said, can you drink of the chalice? I shall drink. He said, oh, yeah, we could do that. They did. There's three nice big faults in John and James that should make you and the rest of you feel good. <laughs> they were men. <laughs> and men have different faults than women. Pride being one of them. And I even after, you know, it kind of, I, I get tickled to John. I love St. John. Don't misunderstand me. <clears throat> but. I get tickled at him because even in his, his epistles, in his gospel, he keeps rubbing it in. You know? <laughs> the disciple who, the, whom the Lord loved saw all of this happen. He's always saying that. See? Well, he had his faults. You have yours and I have mine. Sometimes I dream of myself being patient. <laughs> <sighs> I 
I don't think there's an Italian born that way. <laughs> and I've never grown into it yet. I have to work at it, you see. So everybody has a fault or many faults. Many of you are great sinners listening to me tonight. Come back home. Jesus is waiting with great love and mercy and compassion. Come home. Don't be afraid. Once he forgives, he forgets. Because he loves you so much. See? So please, go to confession. We had a man who went to confession the other day after 62 years. And you know, I thought to myself, this entire network was worth that one confession. If we did nothing else all these 15 years, that one was worth it all. So please, don't postpone going to confession, but please get a confessor, a confessor who believes in sin. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to walk out wondering why you went in. <laughs> you need somebody to be tough on you. I a pat you on the back, but he needs to know, yes, that was a sin, and that's pretty bad, but you can change. My dear Lord always mixed compassion with justice. It was never one or the other. It's always both together. Moving ahead, our next topic, call for Mother, Our Lady is Generous. Uh, don't mm -hmm. we know it, right? And the question is, did Our Lady ever appear to non-Catholics? Well, I know uh, Roy Schumann, I travel with him to the Holy Land, and he had his own profound experience of Our Lady when he was looking to understand who is God. He had this experience of God, and one year later to the day, he has his experience with this beautiful lady in a dream, and he knew it was Our Lady. And he said, I wished that I could have prayed the Hail Mary, but I didn't know it. And he knew that God, who had visited him a year before, was Jesus, her son. And so, yes, I think, of course, Mary's the mother of us all. And so she has a desire for all of us to come to know her son, Jesus, and to arrive at heaven. And it is interesting because, as, as Mother points out, in this particular story, we'll hear about the individual was kind of griping about the Blessed Mother because, obviously, for non-Catholics, sometimes she can mm -hmm. be an impediment, right? Yes, and there was an interesting uh, a video that I watched of three... Protestant young men who were really wanting to live the truth. They, they started this Bible study, and one had an objection to the papacy, one had an objection to the Eucharist, one to Our Lady. And the one who had an experience with Our Lady changed, and all three of them came into the church through God's grace. Very much so. Our Lady is generous. We have another call. Hello? Hello, Mother. Where are you from? From Michigan. And what is your question? I have was wondering if, first of all, I believe in miracles now that I finally got through to you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was wondering, have you ever heard of anybody outside of the Catholic faith 
that has had an apparition of the Blessed Mother. I think so. I think so. Um, I can't remember the occasion that this woman told me about. Um, in fact, I think she had a hard time with Our Lady. You know, she just thought we worshipped her, and all. you know, she had the typical hard time with the Mother of God. I can't understand that, but she did. And one time, if I remember correctly, it's been many years, she told me that she was just in her living room and she just sitting there griping about Our Lady. And she said, all of a sudden, there was before her the most beautiful woman she ever saw. And she smiled at her. And that smile took away all of her fears, her anger, almost jealous, I guess. Uh, all her doubts. And she began to take instructions because she knew. She knew. See? So I don't know how often it is, but Our Lady is generous. She wants all of her children to get to heaven. And I, she's appearing so many places today, you know, that I know something just around the corner. There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio. Let's return to Mother Angelica answering the call with Father Joseph and Doug Kecht on EWTN Radio. And thank you so much for staying with us for part two of Mother Angelica Answering the Call. Doug Keck, along with Father Joseph Mary Wolf. Our next topic call is, The Lord is My Shepherd. And isn't that our favorite psalm, or certainly one of our favorite psalms, because it always reminds us, doesn't it, that he's with us, even though we go through dark valleys sometimes in life, and we do, that he's with us to give us strength, and he's prepared a banquet for us. So, yes, life has its struggles, but it also has its great joy and comfort in the Lord. And Mother talks about, you know, the upteen miracles, uh, mm -hmm. you know, always worrying about the network going down the yeah. drain and all the fears she'd have to worry about, even to the point that she says uh, they would tell her, you got to pay COD. <laughs> and I think Mother used to play G pay G-O-D. I think that's how she paid for all the bills. <laughs> that's right. Ultimately. Cash on delivery. I don't know if that still exists anymore, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, they, they said just in time. That was a saying the sisters had, that the money that they needed to keep the network afloat would come just in time. And that was a way in which God was showing his providence, and they knew where it was coming from. And Mother uh, relates to the idea always about that, having those butterflies in your stomach. She talks about <laughs> here, at least if they don't get into your head, you're okay. And I think, really, God is calling us all to grow in confidence in his providence. Whatever our situation, our circumstance in life is, he wants us to trust in his providence, that he's there, he's present. He's there in the darkness, giving us comfort and strength. He's there in the joys, um, also pointing to heaven. 
Absolutely, and I think, like you said, I think of all the psalms, it's the one that everybody kind of knows because it really is that one that's the most supportive. So we thank the Lord for he is our shepherd, and we'll listen to what Mother has to say now. We have another call. Hello? Hello, Mother. This is Howard from what, Washington, D.C. What is your prayer? I'm sorry, what you say? What is your prayer? Oh, my prayer is, I've been blessed that I've not been without a job, but at one time I was um, uh, in a company where we didn't get a check for at least two months. Mm. And through that time, the only thing that got me through that was uh, Psalm 23, and that was, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Would you like to read it? Thank you. Did he read it? No? Oh, okay, well. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That psalm is, is a consolation. Because you see, through every jobless situation or through every trial and all the pain, like this woman has something that's devastating and and, and and she needs the work. She has to keep herself. And all of that, you have to hang on to God. You have to hang on to Jesus and Mary. You have to, you have, to have that faith that keeps on, never stops. Because you have to be very careful. You don't despair. Because after that, everything is lost. You see, you begin to doubt whether God loves you or or what you should do, or what can happen to you, and what's going to happen. And your mind gets more and more in despair and full of fears. And you don't want that to happen. These trials are great, and sometimes you don't see an out. And that's the, that's the worst thing, when you don't see an out. huh? But there is one. There is an out, and that out is Jesus. He's real, and he cares, and he cares for you. He cares for you more than you would ever realize. In this poor network, you know, we've had umpteen miracles happen because we're always going down the drain. You know that. <laughs> Was it a month ago? No, no, none of our... Our creditors would, would send us anything unless it was COD. That's how bad it was. And when they say to you, yeah, we'll give you this, but you've got to pay COD, you're in trouble. They were doing this almost all the time, off and on. And is it hard? Yeah, it's hard. Here you get kind of butterflies in your stomach. That's okay. Butterflies won't hurt you. They don't hurt. What's what is, is important for you is that those butterflies don't get to your head. That's what's important. As long as you don't have butterflies in your head, you're all right. Because when they get there, then you get discombobulated. You forget God. You forget his love and care for you. I just want to say a prayer, and I want to assure the audience, everybody listening, that my sisters will pray for you. We do this after the divine office is over. We pray for all those that have asked for our prayers, and that's most of you tonight. A lot of phone calls came in asking for prayers. 
And that's our job here. And I want this network to share in that prayer support. Lord Jesus, we are poor and weak. We sin often and offending. We are not worthy of thy grace or thy benefits. But we look upon you on the cross and we know that someone that loved us that much will provide for us somehow, some way. May those who call tonight find the work that you have justly designed that they accomplish for their dignity, their livelihood. May those whose pain is unbearable, may they accept it as the pearl of great price. May those who called and had unsurmountable problems so many that they couldn't even express them. To the one who cried from sheer heartache, to all those listening who couldn't get through, to all those who present, we present this bundle of myrrh to you tonight, asking that in your wondrous love and mercy, you may look upon us from your cross on Calvary and take care of us, Lord. And closing out this week's program, is your scapular better than mine? <laughs> Are we really up to that point in our faith? Yes, and if it's brown, and traditionally it's wool, but it doesn't have to be, and you can actually wear the, the metal as well. That's been permitted. But the important thing is that you're praying to Our Lady each day, and you're entrusting yourself to her prayers in a particular way by wearing the brown scapular. And um, it's connected with the Carmelite order. That's why it's brown, um, like their habit, that in some way you're, you're sharing in the benefits of their uh, religious life. Yeah, because I know as a kid growing up, I used to have the green scapular. Mm -hmm. So you'd have that as well. Uh, and Mother talks about the idea that hers had the one with Our Lady hugging the baby Jesus. I can't mm -hmm. figure out why she would might like that one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, you know, we had a brother in our community. Uh, he was with us for 12 years. He died in 1998, but he had a great devotion to Our Lady of Fatima. And, of course, one of the last apparitions of Our Lady of Fatima was Our Lady of Mount Carmel holding the scapular. So he always wanted to give people the scapular because he had a great confidence in Mary's intercession. And really, the scapular is representative, an outward sign of an inward change, right? Exactly, and that's why we should at least say one Hail Mary if we're wearing the scapula out of devotion. Of course, we should do much more than that. Absolutely. Let's find out what Mother has to say. Is your scapular better than mine? We have a call. Hello? Good evening. Good evening. And where My are you from? My name is Vincent. I'm from the Missouri. And what is your and question? I have a question about a brown scapular. Yeah? Uh, I have a scapular here with a picture of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And it says, Sacred Heart of Jesus and Mary, protect us. And then on the other scapular, it's got a picture of the Immaculate Heart of Mary with her hand extended out. 
and say, whoever wears this scapular shall not suffer eternal fire. I wonder if this is just as good as the scapular you got. And also to say that. I don't know what you got, sweetheart, but it isn't what I got. Mine has a, it, Our Lady hugging the baby Jesus. You got that? Are you gone? Why you go? Because I'm not finished with you. <laughs> but that says the same thing that you have, and the two hearts are the same. I'm not too sure it make that much difference. If you have the Immaculate Heart of Mary, on it instead of her holy the bit. Our Lady of Mount Carmel statue is Our Lady holding the infant in her hand and she has a scapular in her hand and so does he. That's how he manifested themselves they did to the children of Fatima. I'm not too sure. It's long, what's necessary is this brown piece of material. The picture may differ a little but the brown piece of material is what's important because that is a symbol of the garment of Our Lady. And that's why we wear it, for her protection. And God knows we need protection these days. For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call only on EWTN Radio.